You have four new voicemail messages. Uh, hi, Mom. It's Amy. I I guess you're pretty busy at your work conference, huh? Um, things are good here. It's been raining a lot, but I just wanted you to know that everything is under control. Thanks for trusting me to keep the building in order while you're away. I, um, I won't let you down. Um, stay safe. Okay? I love you. Bye. Mom, 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 pick up. Uh, um, hi, mom. It's me again. Okay. Um, I know you're super busy and can't return any of my calls, but um, one of our tenants is—it's Claudia. She's been acting really weird, and um, I—I I, I looked in the basement, and and I think things got messed up a little somehow. I—I I don't know. I'm trying to fix it, but please, please call me back. Okay. I love you. Bye. Mom, it's going to get out. I can't stop this. I I'm scared. Call me back or, or come home, please, before someone gets hurt. Okay, I love you. Bye. I'm sorry, Mom. Okay, I love you. Bye. Just let me out. Welcome to Dread and Breakfast, the horror RPG podcast you never asked for. And welcome to the penultimate story of season one. Woo! Holy God. Holy God it's of getting mercy. spicy. I am Marissa, and I will be your dreaded this evening. And as always, I am joined by my best, best friends. I'm Jacob. I'm Christine. And I'm Fob. Hello. Uh, so, yeah. So, we have been to a zoo. We've been under the ocean, and now, allow me, come with me, friends, on a beautiful trip to the most terrifying hellscape of all, <gasps> suburban America. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so our story tonight opens on a quiet, dead-end street where the houses are close enough together to still be considered suburbia, but far enough apart to where you probably won't be able to hear your neighbor screaming if they were being horribly murdered next door. It's totally Excellent. Fine. I was just going to ask that. Your building sits in the middle of the street, and it's an old house that's been remodeled and chopped into five individual apartments. You've all lived here for around, like, three-ish years, owing to the fact that your friend Amy got you a sweet deal on rent. Her mom, Miss Crane, as you all know her, is your landlord and owns the property, and you also would all know that Miss Crane works for ORCS, Wait, the Organization what? for Realtors and Co-Housing Systems. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Marissa, I came up with a thing. These letters mean something, please. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. It's a very legitimate uh -huh. housing company. <laughs> the sanctity of orcs. Has been... The sanctity of my my good, good idea has now just been, I guess they're just realtors. Fuck. And that's what we call collaboration. See, yeah. see, your orcs has uh, no periods in between the letters. My orcs does. So that's how oh, you shit. distinct. Are apart. these orcs like rival enemy orcs? Like they see each other, like one of them comes snapping towards the other and they're like, ah, oh, you're on the wrong side of town, orcs. One of them's just like, you're on the wrong side of this property line. And the other one's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's very good. <laughs> But uh, a Amy's mom's employment notwithstanding, there is just one more note about the setting before we get started. At the very end of your street, about a half mile down the road, sits an abandoned church. And you all remember the night the church burned down. An electrical fire. What? 
they had said. What? Casual? Something about old wiring started a fire. You never really learned the full details, but you do remember it. One of you remembers standing with your toes in the grass outside, squinting down the road to watch flames lick at ancient wood and plaster. One of you remembers smelling the smoke through your open window, and one of you remembers how when you first saw the flames down the street, you saw the moment not as a tragedy, but as an opportunity. (laughs) And an opportunity. It can be both. It can be two things. Jacob, what have you done? (laughs) You may or may not have rushed out of the house, dashed down the street, and threw something that you stole into the inferno, destroying whatever it was for good before slinking back into your apartment unseen. Jacob, but, all I know, have to say is it never should have been in the house. So I was doing you all a service by getting rid of it. Was it a Ouija board? Are the Hasbro warlocks going to come after oh, us? No. Oh, my God. It was not a Ouija board. Okay, that's good. But, yeah, I mean, listen, that was over a year ago. Definitely won't matter. Definitely <laughs> probably isn't even relevant to the story. Probably won't even matter. Don't even worry about it. Uh-huh. Okay. Then why bring it up? Cool. This is now Chekhov's burned down church. <laughs> Some might call it foreshadowing. Chekhov? Um, is yeah. it about a guy from Star, Star Trek? What? <laughs> wait, Christine, what? wait, no, pause. Pause the podcast, everyone. Christine, <laughs> you're you an actual... No, 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 no. I'm doing a thing now. I, it's me. <laughs> shut up. No, 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 no. No, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. It's me now. Jacob's making a note of what time it is so he can cut all this out, maybe. But he shouldn't because this is gold. No, this has to stay. Your shame will be public. Good. All right. No. Now, Christine, Christine, you're an actress. You do plays and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. How do you not know about Chekhov's gun? That's a thing. I'm like the least theater theater person. Wait, that is not true. Yes, you're being shamed now. Hey, no, aren't you? Aren't you referencing Schrodinger's box? No, it's a different no thing. I'm Not referencing a Chekhov's gun. I don't understand this. This reference. is a man who said that anything that's on set or anything that's introduced to the audience has to be significant. If you put a gun in Act One of a play. Oh, he it would hate to, me so it, much. It has to go off. He would hate in Rodney. Act three. Yes. <laughs> yes, he would. Well, okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing is that yes, I do theater and yes, I write, but I studied engineering. So I don't know <laughs> what fair. I'm doing. So that cool church thing I was talking about, um, that <laughs> happened about a year-ish ago, a little over a year ago. Um, it's currently in podcast time, a rainy mid-spring evening, and Fob, or should I say Theo, you are currently in your second floor apartment that you share with your longtime friend, Sean, who will be played by Jacob this evening. And you have a two-bedroom apartment. But Mm -hmm. instead of you each getting your own bedrooms, you share one bedroom and you've repurposed, let's say, the second bedroom uh, into something very different. And that is where both of you are now. So, Fob and then Jacob, if you could tell us a little bit about who you're playing this evening and uh, tell us what you're up to. Hi. My name is Theodore Dresden Mayweather. 
That is a name. It really is. Um, I'm going to school for board game design. I'm getting my master's degree right now. Uh, Jacob, what are you? Who are you? <laughs> Why are you? Where are you? <laughs> when are you? How are you? But how are you? All great questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my character's name is Sean, Sean Whitmore. I just graduated with uh, a degree in uh, cartography and a minor in economics. Uh, they didn't have an undergraduate in board games, per se, so I just picked some relevant ones so I could learn some stuff anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is a collaborative um, board game effort. Yeah, boys and boards. We, we got to know our stuff. That's our, uh, <laughs> that's our board game company. We develop and uh, eventually we'll market our board games. We're taking the world oh. by storm. Y'all are killing the name game. Yeah, damn. Thank you. Uh, but uh, but none of that matters right now because um, I guess I'm going to be cleaning up uh, the blood. And uh, Sean, do you want to take care of the, I, I guess, the body? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're, if you're going to clean up the blood, I guess I got to take the body. I'm going to see if I can, if oh, I can I maybe mean- bring it over... <laughs> Over here and um, try to try to dump it. Okay, yeah, you. Am I okay. missing something? Um. Okay. Well, I mean, let's let's see if that works. Uh, that looks fine. I was successful. What? What do we? What do we? We need bleach. I think we need bleach. How do we get bleach? How do Why we get bleach? I don't. I forgot. <laughs> Fuck. So, Sean and Theo, you are in the middle of this. Um discussion let's say when you both hear a panicked knocking coming from your front apartment door but it's kind of like like a heavier sound than knocking more like a thumping fuck uh who, who do you think that is we, we weren't expecting anybody right i don't think think so this isn't go, go on, check go guys, check hey me hey, i don't want to check hey, it i can't i can't open. you hear from behind the door what lewis yeah, can you can, can you just open? Come on, hey, please. Uh, please. Sean, Lewis is at the door. <sighs> yeah, fine. We we were pretty stumped anyway, and just 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 let him yeah. in. All right, I I go let Lewis in. So Theo, you stand up from the table where you and Sean have abandoned your game pieces, cards, perhaps tiny props. Oh, okay. I see what's happened. All right. <laughs> um, so you open the door to your apartment and you do recognize your friend and housemate, Lewis. He lives on one of the first floor apartments below you. He's juggling like... Four rolls of paper streamers, a package of, like, uninflated balloons. He has a tray of, like, cupcakes in one hand and a mug of very, very full hot tea in another. And he, his nose and eyes are a little red because he's allergic to everything and anything green, basically. (laughs) And he looks at you, Theo, and looks past you at the table where your board game is set up. And Lewis says... Oh, Cabal, you guys are still playing. Guys, come- we don't have time for this. Amy- Amy's getting tests from the airport, like, right? <laughs> and as Lewis sneezes, <laughs> he just, like jerks forward and starts stumbling towards you. And Theo, you open the door. You have to make me a pull to not Ooh. get attacked by this man's hot tea. 
Oh. And when you're done with that poll, I need you to make a poll for introducing your character. But this ain't our first rodeo. You need to make me two intro polls for a total of three. Holy shit. Get what? ready for All this. right. <laughs> Hi, the everyone. fresh. God it's wants fine. me dead. I, Sean can open the door. I, All right. Is, who is, is Spicy Henry DMing right now? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it might be. He couldn't kill Henry, so he's going to kill all of you. <laughs> all right, that's my three. Does that mean I should probably make some polls? Yes. Jacob, if you could make your two intro polls for introducing your character as well, before I forget, and it's just a nightmare scenario. But is Theo doomed by the T? No. I dodge out of the T swiftly. You know. Actually, I think I would take the T for the team. I just don't want it getting all over my board game components. Do you do you sacrifice yourself to protect your board game? <laughs> I would sacrifice myself to protect the board game. Hi. That's pretty good. I'm Theo. I've lived for five seconds. <laughs> nice knowing you. All right. Polls achieved. Thank you, Sean, for making your intro poll. So, yes, Theo, you are able to brace both of your hands against probably the cupcake tray and kind of hold Lewis's arm up so the tea spills like behind you, like over his shoulder. Um, and so neither of you get burned and the balloons do fall and so do the streamers. And he's kind of looks down at the things on the floor and looks up at you guys. He's like, are you guys going to help me set up for Tess's welcome home party? Or like, I mean, this is going to be Tess's first night back. And like, come on, guys, you promised. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> Sean? Yeah, you you said you were going to get ready at five, but I don't remember anything about us needing to be there. I mean, we, we've we got b- blood and gore to test. But you said you guys would help after you were done playing... <laughs> And then some uh, uh, one of the cupcakes falls onto the floor as this man sneezes again. Oh no, Lewis! Not let the me, cake. Can I, can I hold those? Up, uh, yeah, yeah. Here you go, please, Lewis. But you, Lewis. But you don't understand. We have to test out this new mechanic. See, every turn that we don't clean up the blood, this this police track goes up one notch. And if we get to that little red light, the cops arrive on scene. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and we're and we're still trying to figure out the the bleach mechanic exactly. We know it's going to clean up and remove the clues, but how much and how hard the bleach has got to be to get? It, it, we're still working that out. Yeah, we have a lot of testing left. I mean, hey, c- can I tell you something? Maybe if you help me set up for this freaking party, you could test out your your scotch tape mechanic, and then when we clean up later, you could try your broom mechanic or whatever just just come on amy gave me the keys to tess's apartment are we are we are we good or not i guess we could set it away for now well scotch tape is like a a pretty tried and true uh, thing i don't feel like it needs uh tested or proven but i i get your point fine we'll we'll help with the with the celebration Okay, cool, cool, cool. And Lewis will set his uh, mug of tea down on your game table without a coaster, it is to note. But it is a picture of a Tyrannosaurus Rex on the mug with the caption T-Rex, and it's holding a little teacup. <laughs> Delightful! <laughs> um, and he kind of fumbles around in his pockets and pulls out this, like, very stereotypical, like, spare key set. Like, there's a little uh, souvenir holder thing from some zoo in michigan with a little giraffe on it and he kind of <laughs> takes that 
Um, and it's like, okay, cool. Okay. So we just got it here, here, here. Theo, you, uh, you handled the uh, streamers. Hey, and- Lewis, Lewis, coaster right here, buddy. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Thanks. Okay, so Theo, you you handled the streamers and uh, Sean, if you could start uh, getting the balloons ready, I think I think we might have time to pull this off. Okay, okay. Yeah, but don't you think my talents would be better used at the snack station or or maybe behind the bar? <laughs> A bar? Wait! Oh shit! <laughs> And you follow Lewis across the hall to start your decorating adventure. Really quick, just to give you like a layout of how the house is set up from the top to the bottom. There's one attic loft apartment where Amy lives. There are two second floor apartments, one for you, Sean and Theo, and one for your friend Tess, who's been away. And on the bottom floor, there are two other apartments, one for Lewis and one for your other friend, Claudia. But... We will leave that house for now, and we will thwack to uh, the airport across town. And Christine, we see your character, Tess, standing with a cluster of other people, all various degrees of impatient at the baggage claim. You're watching the conveyor belt start to whir, and one by one, suitcases start appearing out of that stupid little door and snaking their way towards you. And after close to six months away... You're back home. Christine, tell us a little bit about Tess. Hey, I'm Tess. Um, Yeah, I've been gone for six months. I was in Brighton. um, Brighton, England. Yeah, just writing and not being here. Oh, I kind of... How should I put this? I really needed to clear my head after some stuff happened six months ago. Like, a lot of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Brighton was good, definitely, for helping to clear my head and, you know, just focus on myself and my writing, my poetry. Tess, was uh, one of the things you were running away from, did you lose a precious thing or anything in, say, a horrible church fire that (laughs) may or may not have happened? Uh, is that something that you were trying to escape uh, from? Yeah, no, not the church fire, but uh, more of just the fire of my life. Um. <laughs> I'll find out what you burned, Sean. I'll find out what you burned. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, you know, I was just in that time of life when... Um, you know, it's the thing that everyone goes through where um, their partner breaks up with them and then you find out that you were the other woman in the relationship oh, for like no. a year and a half and um, you lose your dream job because of financial issues at the publishing house where you're working. You know, just like that typical oh, experience no. that everyone has um, where all of that happens in like the span of a week, right? Um, We've all been there. Yeah. Oh my God. So I guess, you know, Life went up in flames, couldn't, didn't feel like dealing with it, and uh, yeah, I had to kind of get out for a little bit. And like the phoenix, you shall arise from the ashes <laughs> of your former life. That's the hope, anyway. So, Tess, eventually you do spot your suitcase, um, you grab it, and would you please make your two intro pulls? Here I go to make the intro pulls. Two pulls because it's more fun that way. 
for me. Is this what, what we're referring to as fun, as taking our lives in our own hands? All right. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Wait. Whoa. Christine, are you not having fun? <laughs> oh, no. Christine's having fun. <laughs> Tess is not. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just being a jerk. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. So, Tess, you make your way out of the sliding glass doors and onto the airport sidewalk. Um, it's pretty gloomy. It's almost dark. It's about, you know, like 530-ish Honestly, I don't even know what time it is. I'm really jet-lagged. Oh, yeah, that must suck. Um, but you're not too jet-lagged because it only takes you about a split second to find your friend Amy's car. You'd recognize it absolutely anywhere. It's bright blue. There's a neon green Stegosaurus sticker on the back bumper. Um, perhaps some thrift store bags because Amy's a big thrifter. Absolutely. Um, she's not parked well, right? Like there's some people beeping and she's t- taking up like three lanes. And you see her through the window and she has her cell phone up to her ear. Okay. Um, so I kind of like step out uh, closer to the side of the road and wave my hand over my head to try and get her attention. It takes her a second. She looks a little bit, not frantic, but just distressed. But she glances up and she sees you and immediately you see her like hang up the phone. She like rushes out and lets out this huge squeal of delight <laughs> and just absolutely tackles you into a hug. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tess, you're back. Oh, here, here, here. Let me help you with your bags. Okay, I cleaned out the trunk. I definitely cleaned out the trunk. And the trunk is cleaner oh. than it was when you last saw it. She took out the tie-dye set, which is how you there's room for your bags. <laughs> that must be a really big tie-dye set. <laughs> she got the super deluxe version with, like, 80 colors. Excellent. So with cars, like, honking at the both of you, you, you slam the trunk shut, you jump in the passenger side, and the two of you start driving towards home. And it's a little scary <laughs> for for you. You haven't driven with Amy in a while. You, she kind of like bobs and weaves through the airport traffic. But once you <laughs> get on, sounds like, risky to me. Like it might require a pull. Oh, you shush! Oh, you shush! You're not God. <laughs> Stop it! But you know, once you get on like the main roads, it's fine. There's less cars for Amy to accidentally hit, and. The whole time you are driving, uh, Amy is just absolutely chattering away. Oh my gosh, so how was Brighton? Lewis showed us that little Airbnb you rented. It was the cutest thing. Did you stay there the whole time? Yeah, I mean, I did a little bit of travel around. God, Amy, it's so good to see you. I missed you a lot. I was so excited that you texted me and that like, oh my gosh. Oh, 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 oh. actually, actually, look, look, look in the backseat behind you. Look, 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 look. And I turn and look. You see a white cardboard box, and when you lift open the lid, you see a dozen colorful, sickly sweet-looking donuts. Oh I God. got you car donuts. I hope six is enough. They're from that little bakery across the street oh from the gosh. campus when we were in undergrad. Yes, these are the best. Who was the teacher we used to bribe all the time when we were late? Was it Dr. Oh, man, I can't remember. Dr. Zephanu? Yeah, sounds about right to me. But how are you doing? You left um pretty suddenly, um, and I, I I know you need a time yeah. away. It's just you haven't really checked in a lot until to say that you are coming back. Uh, your apartment's still fine, still good, all great. But how are you? Um, and I grab a donut and take a big bite and kind of just use that as an excuse to not say anything <laughs> right immediately. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, 
Brighton was cool. It, the people were really nice. I went to a lot of thrift stores when I was there. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. And Amy turns and goes onto one of the major highways um, that you immediately recognize. And this is headed back home. And as Amy's driving, she's kind of like holding the steering wheel at like the bottom, so not 10 and 2. And she has on a silver bracelet that she always wears. It's like, um, oh, fuck, what are they called? Right. Like a, like an Alex <laughs> Nani bracelet. It's just like, like a metal, like band. You know oh, okay. I mean? like oh, a metal yes, circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She starts fiddling with it a little bit. She isn't looking at you. She's very focused on the road. And she says, so speaking about home, um, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. And oh. I would have texted you, but this felt like more of an in-person sort of thing. Um, Okay, what's up? So, Claudia moved out of the building. What? Uh, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't too long ago. She just left a note and said she wasn't renewing the lease, and all the stuff was gone from her apartment when I checked. And she didn't say anything Did to anyone and just kind of left. She just. <laughs> wow. Uh. Did anything happen before this? Is what what was going on with her? I mean, <sighs> I mean that's what we wanted to ask you if she maybe said something, if she had texted you or anything. To be honest, Amy, I didn't really keep in great contact with everyone. Claudia and I texted more frequently at the beginning, but it's been it was less and less. Um, I just figured she was busy with stuff at home. She's probably just moved on. I mean, she's always talking about how she'd love to live in Phoenix or Chicago. Yeah, but that's weird that she wouldn't say anything to anybody about it and just leave like that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to to dampen the the mood, though, because, like, you're back, and that's awesome. I would have found out when we got home anyway, so. Yeah. It's great to see you, though. She does kind of smile at that. She stops fiddling with her bracelet as much. I missed you, too. And the two of you lapse into this familiar silence. Um, Tess, as you said, you're jet-lagged, so you kind of lean your head against the car window. A light rain has started to fall by this point, and you can feel the pitter-patter of the droplets and the thrum of the car's engine vibrate against your skull. You watch as you see the landscape shift into more and more familiar places, and maybe that familiarity is still a little bit painful. And after a while, you kind of let your eyes close, and you can hear Amy humming a soft song to herself. And I need you to make me a poll. Oh. (laughs) Here I go. The danger of Amy's singing. Of letting Amy drive. Amy's siren (laughs) song might get to you. I have done it. Thank you very much. So this song that Amy's humming, it engulfs you. It's somehow perfectly in time with the beat of the rain, and as the rain starts to get heavier, the song's tempo increases into something urgent, something frantic. It settles like dust into the untidy corners of your mind, and you can't be sure if Amy's the one humming, or if you are. And out of nowhere, the melody screeches into the ear-splitting squeal of car brakes, and you are jerked forward and awake as Amy slams the car to a stop. But your seatbelt catches you, 
And (laughs) (laughs) holy shit, you kind of sit up and you kind of look around and get your bearings and you're in your driveway of the building that you all call home. And strolling leisurely in front of the car is a cat. This one is all white and seems pretty unbothered by the giant hunk of metal that nearly killed it. And Amy is absolutely freaking out. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah, shit, shit, um, ghost. You should be inside. Shit. Are, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Just, I guess I fell asleep. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Um, is this cat new? Yeah, I found him on the street and he's ours now. He lives in the house with us. And we did install cat doors in everyone's back door of the apartment because Ghost likes to wander. Hope that's okay. That's all right. Is Lewis okay with that? Isn't he allergic to cats? He's allergic to everything. It's fine. He just double doses his medicine. Don't worry about it. Here, I'll get your bags. (laughs) And as you and Amy get out of the car, Ghost, the cat, sits down and kind of meows at you. And you notice that up close now, Ghost is missing an eye. Not like in a gruesome way, but just like the fur kind of covers where the eye used to be. And Amy scoops Ghost up under one arm. You have your bags. And the two of you step inside and you're home. You both step into the foyer that um, you remember decorating with your friends, Sean and Theo. You see the pride flags hung in the window. You see this big hexagon shelf because, of course, hexagons are the perfect game board shape. Um, And you see (laughs) what you have all dubbed the Necronomicon, this giant tome of a book, almost like a scrapbook kind of a thing. yes with uh, a quill pen and some inkwells that you used to leave each other notes in. People would sign, you know, almost like a guest registry with a little post-it note that someone had written, sign away your soul above for a nice tasteful flair. <laughs> so I go over to this book and I fondly, you know, run my finger along the spine. And uh, can I open it and just kind of like flip through the past six months of what I missed? Yeah, you absolutely can. Um, most of the six months is uneventful. You see, um, Sean especially, but also Theo scribbling down game ideas. There is a log of the Battle of the Bunk victors. <laughs> Mostly Sean. That's a lie. That's a goddamn lie. You've won the last one. I'm at one. least one ahead of you. You won the last one, putting our total at 39 you and 38 me (laughs) um so clearly tess does know what this is but um for the dear listener perhaps we may elucidate hello dear listener this is theo speaking and i am here to tell you about the esteemed battle of the bunk what the battle of the bunk is you might ask sean and i have created a game room in our second bedroom. How can we do this, you ask? Why? Because in the first bedroom, we put in bunk beds. (laughs) And of course, everyone wants to sleep in the top bunk. But we have to decide that fairly. And the only way to do that is to see who wins a tournament every week of board games. That's it. That's the Battle of the Bunk. <laughs> Excellent. So there's a, a Battle for the Bunk scoreboard in the Necronomicon, of course. Um, and you see Amy has written down, you know, a couple, like, potential cat names, uh, all of which are scribbled out except Ghost. 
And it's interesting. You look at the last page to the last entry, and it's in your friend Claudia's handwriting. All it says is, writing this down so I can't forget, he was real. Something is wrong. And that's it. (laughs) Oh, good lord. Uh, What does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? Oh, boy. Um, Is this something that Tess would know what this means? What is that called? A perception check? (laughs) Um, Even if it was D&D, no. Tess has no idea. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you have your bags. Um, Amy... You know, has some... Just gonna casually move on from this, like, horrifying omen that I received upon returning home (laughs) after my long absence. All right. (laughs) Okay, so I guess I grab my bags and go up to my apartment then. (laughs) So, yeah, so you go upstairs. um, You go to unlock your apartment door, but the key just kind of turns. It's already unlocked for some reason. Is Amy still with me? Amy is standing behind you, looking so absolutely out of her fucking mind excited. She's, like, bouncing on the balls of her feet, just like, are, are you going to go in? Are you going to go in? I guess I'm going to go in. <laughs> Tess, you open the door and are immediately covered in a shower of confetti from about six confetti cannons. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hi, you guys. <laughs> Sean, Theo, how have you decorated under Lewis's instruction? What have you done? I, of course, took the streamers and the balloons and hung them crisscross across the ceiling. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, and Sean has, of course, prepared the snacks and drinks. Um, the ones uh, Lewis had picked out weren't quite good enough, so I did run back to our apartment, and I got some of the pretzels uh, I like and uh, brought some of the good cider over, uh, you know, nice. just making sure everything's uh, ready and good for the party. <laughs> and Lewis is standing there. He has a camera, like, hanging around his neck, and almost like he forgot it was there, he, like, drops whatever he was holding and like picks it up really fast and snaps a photo of you Tess <laughs> as you're looking around at all these decorations um as a photography student Lewis never misses a good photo op <laughs> Hey Lewis and I like pull him in other like to give him a hug and like I've given other people just like quick hi good to see you hugs and like I mm-hmm. think I probably like give Lewis like a little bit of an extra squeeze Aww. He sneezes into your shoulder. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It's been too long. And everyone just kind of starts mingling, starts hanging out, eating some really good pretzels. Yeah, Sean and Theo, this is the first time you've seen Tess in six months. Hey, Tess. How was uh abroad? It was it was good. Yeah, Brighton's beautiful. It's uh Is it bright? um it wasn't when i first got there it was pretty rainy kind of like today actually um but yeah it was i mean starting to be tourist season when i left so that's good i'm glad to hear it sean and i are just finishing up our design on the newest uh murder board game that we came up with oh well maybe sometime i could come by and help you test it out 
One hundred percent. Yeah, we need uh, we need all the help we can get. And uh, if you you know if if you like it, I'm sure that means it's good because you don't normally like the games. I think after six months, I could definitely use one of your games. Aw. Thanks, Tess. That's that's really nice to hear you say. Sean, are you are you hogging the snacks, or are you gonna come say hi? Oh no! I walked right away. I'm at the snacks. <laughs> yeah, they're good snacks. They're very good pretzels. I think I would kind of like walk over to the snack table as well, um, like a couple feet away from Sean, um, just kind of like easing into it a little bit. <laughs> hey, Sean. Hey, Tess. Yeah. Um, do you need the tour? Do you do you know where stuff is? Um, you know, it's been a while. Like over here's uh, the bathroom and uh, the bedrooms back through there, and of course the kitchen. Um, and uh, you saw the living room, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how you get around. Well, it is my apartment after all. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot. It's been it's been so long since you've been around. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna go mingle. Ooh. Hey, uh, Theo was saying that you guys were working on a new game, and I maybe could come by and test it sometime. We're we're still in the early stages. It's maybe not quite polished enough, but yeah, sometime. Cool. <laughs> and as the two of you are kind of having this tense conversation, you both see uh, Amy's other cat. This one is all black and the fluffiest, fluffiest girl named Bean. Um, this black oh. cat jumps up onto the snack table and pretzels go flying. Oh, Bean. And Bean kind of like meows at you and goes to like rub her head into like your, oh. I guess, chest because it's she's table level. <laughs> oh, Bean. Oh, gosh. Uh, Amy, can you get this cat out of here? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Amy puts Ghost, the other cat, down to roam around and cause chaos and scoops up Bean in her arm. And Tess, you are, ta- you take a moment to just kind of take it all in. Like, you haven't been in this apartment in six months, but all of your stuff is still where you left it. It still smells like home. And you're kind of looking around at the walls and you see that there's still your big collage of photos of like printed out photos that you hung up in the living room that's now been framed by balloons and streamers but you're a bit dismayed to see that several of the photos have been taken down there is a long dark stain running from the top of the ceiling to about halfway down the wall like a scar and the photos in its path have been water damaged and warped oh um hey lewis yeah, he turns and Lewis has his camera in one hand and a bowl of grapes <laughs> in another because he's not allergic to grapes. I've just decided. Up, uh, oh, oh, AB did. T- sorry, the the roof's been leaking lately. I I didn't know what to do with the pictures. Up, uh, AB called her Bob. They're getting a roofing guy in. Uh, I, I still have, have these woods and he turns and like under a desk, he pulls out some of the pictures that were damaged and you start flipping through them. You see one photo of you, Sean and Theo at like a game table. There's dice and pieces everywhere, but Sean's face is swollen and ripping. And you also see a picture in this pile of 
you, Claudia, and a man you don't recognize working at your local bookstore, the one that the three of you worked at every summer. And in it, you're grinning, you're holding a stack of books. The man I don't recognize? You do not recognize this man. But I would have worked with him. You do not recognize this man. Wait. (laughs) I don't recognize my coworker? Nope. Weird, isn't it? Uh, But he's just kind of waving in the background. (laughs) And, um, Claudia is... Yeah, okay, but, um, excuse me for a moment. <laughs> yeah? Um, Perchance, God. Uh-huh. Would you like to file a complaint? Yes. Why don't I remember <laughs> this, um, coworker of mine at this uh, bookstore that I worked at for many summers in a row and uh, had a picture of on my wall. Are you trying to recall who this man is? Yes. Make me two pulls, please. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? There may be some schemes and machinations at work. There's one. Okay. Uh, what? I don't see. No one rioted whenever you made us make polls. We were all very complicit. Now suddenly, everyone is. Fucking I am complicit shit. in making this poll, but I'm very concerned <laughs> as to why Tess suddenly doesn't remember her coworker. Weird, isn't it? Okay, I've made the polls. Do I get to know now? Um. Yeah. So Tess, you think back to those summers that you worked in the bookstore it was just a local shop it's where you fell in love with some of your favorite poets it's where you and claudia would always blast and sync on the little stores like spotify playlists and it was where the three of you or was it the two of you always used to go and as as you're thinking it's like trying to like hold water in your hands it just doesn't stick it's something something is is not there um and you can't remember he looks familiar but you don't remember his name i i wanna i wanna play a thing this is my house right yes so i would remember and know a lot of things about my house right Yes. So I remember that this picture is a newspaper clipping. Is there a caption underneath the picture? There is. And what does it say? (laughs) (laughs) This picture, the caption underneath is, um, you're going to make me come up with last names for these people? God fucking damn it, Christine. Um, (laughs) Employees, you, Tess Ellington, Claudia Rhodes, and Marty Melcher. Aha! <laughs> but even that name just doesn't really ring any bells. It, it again, like it seems familiar. Like maybe you saw his name written on like a time card or something. Um, does this have anything to do with the mysterious, mysterious note that was in the Necronomicon? Mm, perhaps it might. Mm, okay. <laughs> and the newspaper is water damaged and even though it was like a color newsprint but like it was that cheap one so the colors are all kind of mm-hmm. bleeding together and you have a hard time recognizing claudia's iconic hairstyle you remember the day that she dyed it that way that just her whole head absolutely bright blonde with that one vibrant thick streak of color running through it Fab and Jacob, please check your character sheet. There is a question that you have relevant to this. <laughs> I thought you had made a mistake. No, I never make mistakes, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, what makes you think that? 
because according to my character sheet, she has her hair dyed split 50-50, bright color on one oh, side does she? and blonde on the other. Wait, no, Is she that... doesn't. It's a streak. Uh, Claudia's been going through a lot of changes in color. All deep, dark colors. It was like maroons and forest greens. Well, yeah, it's part of her creative process as a songwriter. She would change her hair color depending on the mood of whatever she was working on. But it was definitely just the streak. No, she changed it all the time just to, like, keep us on our toes. She dyed, like, her whole head. I I will say, just point of order, Jacob, what you have on your character sheet about Claudia, and Fab, what you have on your character sheet about Claudia, to your characters, that is 100% truth. That is how you remember her. That is what you believe in your heart. Uh, hey, poems? <laughs> I'm assuming that's me. <laughs> yeah. Cute. What's up, Theo? Uh, you look distressed. What? What's um, up? Yeah, I just, um, I was looking at this picture of me and Claudia. Can I see? Yeah. God, um, this is really embarrassing. I guess I'm just really jet-lagged. Um, do you remember who my coworker was? God. And I hand the, the picture to him. Make me two pulls, please. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> there is a reason. I'm not just trying to be an asshole. There uh-huh. is a reason why it is two. Maybe we'll figure it out. Yeah, because you want us to die twice as hard. No, I don't. Uh-huh. I love all of your characters. I adore <laughs> them. You just have to make me two pulls for this very specific <laughs> thing. All right. Yeah, you're looking at the picture and you... Kind of the same thing with Tess is like he seems familiar, this this Marty guy, but like you can't really figure it out. But you're more distracted by Claudia's hair. I was just going to say. Because, you know, as you've said, you remember her as only dyeing her hair these really dark jewel tones. And it's like a weird dissonance, right? Like you're looking at the picture and you know it's Claudia. You recognize her as Claudia. But when you think back and remember her, it's fuzzy. It's like she's like elusive. She's like a shadow. Like what her person was is like bleeding through your memory. Like the color is bleeding through this uh, newsprint. Uh, hey, hey, poems. I think this this photo. Uh, I mean, it's water damaged. So that. I mean, that makes sense because. Her hair is different and wrong, but, um... What what are you talking about? That's That was her signature style. Lewis is standing there, too, and he kind of looks at the picture. It's like, though, I I think uh, he's right. Didn't she always have, like, just, like, stripes? Like, that 90s thing. She had one. It was was crazy when she dyed it that way. All right, Louis. No, that's not how she looked. Sean, would you like to chime in? Or are you good? <laughs> no, I'm eating pretzels and talking to Amy about shading or some shit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going over to the wall to like look for another picture mm-hmm. of Claudia because like she is sure that like she doesn't know what Theo is on, but like Claudia had <laughs> whoa, whoa, one whoa. streak of hair that she dyed multiple different colors and she would dye it different colors depending on what music she was working on and like. I helped her diet in the past. Amy helped her diet. Like, I know for sure. Okay. Poems, you've been gone for a, a real long time. You you don't remember. Cl- Claudia had solid color, wild color, but solid color hair. 
Theo, don't tell me that you know my best friend better than me. Uh, that's fair. You know, that's fair. But I remember it my way. You do a lot of things your way, Theo. So the two of you and Lewis are looking at the photo wall and you all see pictures of her with the type of hair that Tess is describing. It's just that bright blonde with one streak of color in it. Fuck and, me. <laughs> and you you, you all kind of look and you're looking for the jewel tones, um, Theo, and, and Lewis is looking for his bullshit that I forgot immediately after I said it. But it's stripes. It's just not there. It's only what Tess remembers. And Lewis kind of like kind of like throws up his hands. He's like, Look, who who cares what color her hair was, okay? It, it's not like she's even here. Uh hey, Tess, I, I gave you a camera when you went to Brighton to take pictures. Remember? Do you do you still have that? Of course I do, Lewis. The 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 heck with this. Let's go develop those pictures in the, the dark room. We could put new ones on the wall to replace the these ones. Okay, let me go fish it out of my bag. I'm getting sympathetic sniffles by listening to <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> so yeah, Tess, you unpack a little bit and you find the camera that Lewis had sent you off with before mm-hmm. you left to go to Brighton. And uh, the two of you make your way to the basement where Lewis has his photography darkroom set up. Amy and Sean and Theo watch you go. And once the door closes behind you and Lewis, the three of them just kind of look at each other and she's like, well, at least she was surprised. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I told you we should have gotten pizza. <laughs> You follow Lewis downstairs, and it's an old house. It's got some quirks, one of which being the stairs to the basement. Oh, do They tell. are <laughs> woefully uneven. You and Lewis are making your way down each stair, kind of creaking as you do, when there is a sudden blur of white fur, and Amy's cat ghost sprints down the stairs after you, barreling through Lewis's legs and barreling through yours, catching you mid-step. Oh, You try to steady yourself, but where you thought the next stair would be, your foot passes through empty air. No. Please make me a pull. Oh, gosh. There's literally nothing that feels more vulnerable than falling down the (laughs) stairs as an adult. Oh, my gosh. Just one pull? (laughs) Just one. Okay. Wait, what? No. Fuck this. Two pulls to remember something, but only Uh one to almost die on the stairs? Uh Uh-huh. Perhaps it's not a physical safety that we need to be concerned about with this one. Hmm. Perhaps. So for that one terrifying second, your stomach is just like <sighs> topsy-turvy and you don't hit the floor and you brace your hands against the railing and you kind of just stop yourself and just take a couple very shaky breaths and regain your footing. Oh, God. Oh, oh. And Lewis is not so lucky. <laughs> he was in front of you. He falls down maybe the first, like, like the last, like, three steps. Oh, beads. Oh, Lewis, are you okay? No, I'm, I'm fine. This happens every Tuesday. It's it's fine. Oh, yeah, every I, Tuesday? <laughs> Ghost is kind of sitting at the bottom of the stairs looking at you, and it just blinks. I'm not sure I'm such a big fan of this cat. <laughs> 
Well, he's, he's not that bad. He's pretty friendly. He likes B a lot for some reason. I, it's really convenient because I, <laughs> uh, you know, cats. Ugh. So how it's set up is like the basement is cut in half. Um, the washer and dryer, which you can all use for free. Again, excellent place to live. Great deal. So half for that. And then under the stairs is Lewis's dark room. And then there's another wall with a door that Amy's mom uses for storage. Um, none of you have really been in there before. Like you may have poked your head in and just saw like a bunch of furniture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pass by the laundry machines um, where you see, you know, the plastic shelves and like a hamper full of clothes that you recognize Tess because sticking out of it is one of Claudia's favorite shirts. Oh, I go over and pick up the shirt and look at it. And Lewis kind of like is opening the door to the dark room and sees that you're not behind him and he turns. Oh, yeah, uh, that was just in the in the dryer. Uh, I guess Claude's forgot she had some laundry going there. I don't know. Lewis, Amy said that Claudia just up and left without telling anybody anything. Do you know why she left or what happened? No, uh, I, we were all at the the Battle of the Bug Game Night, and she, I don't know, she she said she was getting a migraine, and you know she just said she was going to bed, and then in the next morning, she didn't say anything to me, and I don't, I know Sean and Theo took it pretty hard. Did you try to like call her or anything? Oh, yeah, we all did. She just didn't answer. Lewis (laughs) kind of sounds like a missing person. She disappeared without a trace. I mean, she left a note. AB said her Bob called the police or whatever. Look, I don't know. It's been been kind of a fucked up year. You know, you left and people took that pretty hard. And then you encouraged me to go, Lewis. I did. And I'm glad you did. It's just, you know. We thought you might have texted us a little more, but it's fine. It's fine. Look here, it's 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 dark. It's it's dark as shit out here. Hang on, and he kind of like flips on. You know those like old like light bulbs with like the twine that you pull. Oh yeah, we have like seven of those in my basement. <laughs> yeah, there's only one in this basement. <laughs> so you um go to follow Lewis over to the dark room, um and as you do, something catches the corner of your eye. You turn and you notice that the weak glow of the light bulb is being reflected back up at you from the small puddle of standing water seeping out from behind that storeroom door. And I need you to make me a pull, please. <laughs> For seeing water? <laughs> For seeing water, absolutely, yes. Oh, okay. There is, deepest, okay, look. darkest no, fear. No, look. There's a reason. There's a reason. For, <laughs> for those of you listening at home... My game is, if I can make God feel guilty for my pulls, then I feel better when I die. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, the tower stands. Thank you so much. So, Tess, you're looking at this water, and it's concerning, obviously. Like, you stare at it like, oh shit, the basement's flooding. Is there any, like, does it look any similar to the water stain from my apartment? Yeah, you could you could intuit that, you know, if the roof is leaking, there's probably some other water damage stuff, especially with it raining as heavily as it has been. Um, I don't know if you could 
test the rainwater with your eyes and not a pH strip. But if you could, it would be pretty similar. Like it's rainwater. Like <laughs> you've done it. You've cracked my code. I, I dip my finger in and take a taste. No. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah. So you're like staring at it for a second. And as you watch, did it, did it ripple? Just a little bit. What? I don't know. Did it? You, <laughs> you turn to like call Lewis's attention to this and that's weird. You could have sworn that you'd been standing right next to him, but you find yourself standing two steps closer to the puddle than you thought you were. No, what? <laughs> Weird. Bizarre. Ooh, I don't like that. Would you like to continue to the dark room or explore the uh, <laughs> portal to hell, maybe, or whatever? Um, There's time to explore a portal to hell later. I think I'm going to get started on this film development. <laughs> There isn't, like, that much space under the stairs where Lewis has this set up, but he has taken full advantage of what space there is. Um, he has a long card table set up with, like, plastic tubs, and there's a clothesline above it with, like, clips ready to hang developing photos. Um, there's actually a couple photos already hanging there, and you see that there are different angles of the abandoned, burned-down church at the end of your street that may or may not be related to one of your friends mm. and um <laughs> because lewis is doing like a lighting study so you see pictures all in black and white but of, of different times of the day mm -hmm. you see you know shattered stained glass windows with like dust motes floating in the air um a picture from the back of the church looking at the front with a shadowy statue in the back corner uh -huh. And you keep uh -huh. just like glossing over these like uh pretty <laughs> cryptic things that are happening and appearing. Look, there is this is episode one. I am planting the seeds which will bloom into terrifying things in like two episodes. Don't worry about it. Check off seeds. Check, Check off, off seeds. seeds. <laughs> uh Lewis grabs like a couple jugs of chemicals and a small metal cylinder, which is his like developing tank. I definitely looked up a YouTube tutorial on how to photograph for dummies because I've never done this. <laughs> but have you helped Lewis with this photography before or is this new? I've I've helped him before. I was I was even helping him uh the night before I left. Yeah, so you you know what to do. You help get everything kind of set up. As you do, you both kind of hear scratching on the other side of the door, followed by uh, a meow uh, um, from, you assume, Ghost the Cat, not a, a terrible sound demon. that Christine is very familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Lewis kind of like chuckles. He's like, oh, yeah, Ghost does this all the time. What I've been here, I just, I, I can't let a bit, obviously. Yeah. And Lewis flips off the lights. For just like a second, you are in complete utter darkness before Lewis kind of fumbles around, finds the switch, and switches on that red safety light. And the space is lit with that eerie glow. The whites of your and Lewis's eyes reflect crimson like the gaze of a demon. <laughs> Casual. Lewis pops out the camera film and he has you snip the end with scissors and he winds it around the developing reel with like these practiced motions. And then without looking up, he wants to be very precise. He says, so like, tell me about these pictures that you took. Like, what was what was your favorite place? Yeah, I mean, you know how like the best place to go when you need some solitude is a beach in the wintertime. Brighton is known for these like amazing beaches they, there's no sand it's just rocks 
And when the water rushes through them, it's just this beautiful, relaxing sound. And oh, wow. I would just walk along and like think about whatever poem I was writing that day or just try to figure out my life. I don't know. I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going. And I was felt like I was doing a lot of wandering, but I always felt very peaceful about it when I was on the beaches there. Um, I'm really glad that you encouraged me to go there. I, I really needed it. Yeah, I know that was kind of a a crazy time for you. Um, are you doing okay? I mean, okay is relative, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I'm okay, but I'm better. And he nods and you watch as he checks, you know, the temperature of the, the chemicals and does some things with photography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, you see better. You see more centered like the test you were meant to be sorry that's cliche i'm not i'm not a poet that's your that's your gig um no, can you can you set a, a timer on your phone oh shoot sorry can you pour some of the stop bath uh into that that plastic container you're you're closer i don't want to bump into <laughs> bump into you sorry oh sure lewis and for what it's worth that was beautiful oh and so i go over and pour the chemical that he asked me to so you're pouring these chemicals and you start to hear humming. You start to hear a melody that is familiar to you, but you can't place it enough to know where it was coming from originally. You see, you're kind of almost mesmerized by this water trickling into this plastic container and you can see your own reflection kind of staring back up at you, shrouded in this red light. Uh I need you to make me a pull. Mysterious music following me. How's it looking? How's it looking? Um, Oh! Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're a little bit spicy. Uh, what have you done to us, Marissa? This it's is, episode this is, one. I was going to say, this is part one. What have you done to us? <laughs> um, thank you, Tess. Tess. You're, again, just kind of like enraptured by this sound and by this reflection. And then everything fades in an instant to a blinding burst of white light. Your brain retroactively registers like the click of Lewis's camera and you blink a couple times and you see Lewis standing right next to you shaking, holding his camera up and pointed at your face and you realize that you have your hand outstretched hovering just above the pool of stop bath fluid and you feel the back of your throat vibrating humming as a now familiar melody, what? one that you hadn't even realized you'd been singing, what? dies in your throat. Did you, Lewis? Did you just take a picture of me? I, I it, you were kind of spaced out. You, you weren't listening to me. I just, I, I panicked. I, I, I didn't know what to do. What, what about, what, what about the, the film? Isn't the flash gonna affect it? Uh, it's in the thing already. Uh, I, you, you weren't answering me, Tess. Okay, I, I was yelling. You would, you would, you wouldn't stop. No, you weren't. What? I wouldn't stop. What? What was it? What? What are you talking about? You were about to touch the thing. That's you can't touch that with your hand. Right? Yeah. What? I, I don't know. You like zoned out. It. It. I. I'm sorry. And suddenly, the alarm on your phone goes off, and Lewis 
jumps out of his skin, almost dropping the camera. And Tess, you fumble with it, you switch it off, and the room settles into this like eerie silence. And Lewis is like, "Uh, you know, I, I, I guess we're just both more tired than we thought. Let's uh get you to bed." Okay. Um, sorry, I don't. I yeah, I guess I jet lag is worse than I thought. And you both open the door to go back upstairs. And Ghost is gone, but the water that's been seeping through the storeroom has encroached, and it's only inches from the darkroom door. Oh, and shit. Thwack! We are go back <laughs> to the only thing that matters in this fucking podcast. Hell the battle for yes. the bunk. It is time... Here we go. Get ready to get I wrecked, Sean. So. Well, uh, Christine, Christine, <laughs> I need you to take a step back. It's time for the thing that everyone is here to listen uh-huh. about. Because there's no other questions or um, concerns or uh, um, cliffhangers. That Nope, it's all about no, this. No, not at all. Okay, let's do that now. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we rejoin Sean and Theo and Amy. You are in, um, Sean and Theo, you're in your apartment in the game room where you began this lovely episode. You have cleared off your uh, game that you are working on, your murder mystery game. It's not a mystery. We know we did it. We know we did it. We're trying to get away with it. <laughs> your murder game. I stand corrected. So, yeah, Sean, you're uh, you're gonna go down. This is uh, the bottom of the ninth. Fuck. <laughs> do you need some sports assistance? Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna do a do a dunk on you, and. Other sports metaphors. Um, Amy is in the back corner. She has her black cat bean in her lap and she has made like a paper flag like on like a popsicle stick and one side there's just a big S and the other side if she flips it it's a big T and she's just waving it around like, (laughs) yeah! Games! Damn it, this sounds so much lamer than I pictured it in my mind. (laughs) To be fair, usually, like, Claudia would be there, whoops-a-daisy, like, you know, Lewis would be there. It would be a whole affair. It's just some people haven't been around for that lately. What game are we playing tonight, Theo? Marissa, are we allowed to drop real board game IPs, or do you do I need to make them legally distinct? I would love it if it was, like, really dumb, like Settlers of... Platan or something stupid. <laughs> I don't even care. Settlers of okay. Plantains. Well, we Plantains would, very good. Well, we would never play Settlers of Plantain because uh, Theo has class and oh, therefore does wow. not like that game. Some hot board game opinions hot here. Hot board game takes. Come at me, internet. You can't find me. I don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, what do we play? We played a placement game last week. What about something like... Uh, engine building like marvelous or maybe agriculture <laughs> lands. man all the board game people are going to be eating this shit up i'm getting like 10 to 15 percent of these references <laughs> that's okay um yeah we could do that or i mean i usually win the big strategy ones so were you thinking something along the lines of like a like a 
uh, a Terra Mythica. Wow. <laughs> that one was a bit too on the nose. Yeah, yeah, I could go for some Terra Mythica. Uh, it's a pretty long one, though. We better get started. Yeah. Well, I lost last time, so I guess it's my job to set it up. Uh, yeah, so what? walk me through the stakes of this. Is it just... Uh, like top bunk privileges, or are there other like fun? I mean, bragging shit. rights and top glory. Top bunk privileges, bragging <laughs> rights, glory. You don't have to set up and tear down the game. I feel like Amy <laughs> has also made like some sort of plaque to like put in the foyer to distinguish like who has the top bunk <laughs> this week, so that everyone who enters the house yes. just like automatically knows the dynamic. It 100%. It's like a macaroni sculpture. Like, yep. Thanks, Amy. I'm really going to try for it this week. <laughs> and Amy, she's like waving that the pennant. Let the battle commence. She like claps her hands together. As you two are still setting up the game, Amy's only here for the fun. She has no idea how this fucking works. Okay. The two of you set up this game. It's one of the like more complicated ones with a lot of like little pieces and little cardboard punchy outy things and meeples and what have you. Amy just kind of watches from her little place on the side. Bean is sitting on her lap and then, you know, is just being a cat. And the two of you get into this game. Uh, as you play, Amy's looking at her phone, a little distracted, fiddling with her bracelet. And she's like, so I think the decorations were a big hit for sure. For sure. It was a surprise, which was good. Um, really weird energy. That was uncomfortable for me, though, at that cool party. Um, hey, Sean, why are things so, like, still weird between you guys? Like, you just ate pretzels. You ate pretzels. Ugh. Yes, Amy. Distract him. Make him not think about his turn. <laughs> Yeah, and I uh, advanced my cleric up this track, and I t place a tile here. And uh, to answer your question, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> she's going to make you pull. <laughs> Amy kind of like frowns and like puts her phone like down in her lap, and she's like, I am worrying about it. <laughs> Look, all I remember is that everything was fine until Tess's life blew up. And then when you went in to try to talk to her or whatever, she'd snapped at you or said something mean. And ever since then, you've just been all pissed off. So I am going to terraform this tile and then build a settlement here. And yeah, Sean, what was that all about? And like, it's been six months and we're still mad about it. Like, it, it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah, and I'm uh I'm gonna move my ship here. Oh, you and... would. You would move your <laughs> ship there. Yep. And that's all of the game mechanics I remember off the top of my head. So uh I think you answered your own question there, Amy. It's been six months. Okay, I guess it's not my business. I just do you think do you think she's gonna leave again? Amy, I don't think she left because things are we're weird. No, I know she left because her life went to shit, but like, <laughs> if she doesn't feel welcome now, She's not I, d is she gonna leave again? Like, I mean, I don't want that to happen either, but like, people do what they gotta do. 
And right now I got to get 10 points for upping my shovels. (laughs) That puts me in the lead, buddy. (laughs) Sean, do you do you want her to leave? Yeah, um, I don't know. It seems like she's got a pretty good idea what she wants and doesn't really matter what I think. And I build a temple to advance the religion tract. Huh. Huh. <laughs> You're not there, Christine. I know, but huh. <laughs> uh, Sean, as you're taking your turn, Amy's cat, Bean, jumps onto the table looking for pets and knocks a bunch of game pieces onto the floor. All little purple bits on the floor. People's phones on the floor. Bean is just loving it. She's purring. She's like pawing at you, asking for some good, good pets. Damn it, Beans, now we're going to start all over again. Yeah, come again. on. I thought you were holding him. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she picks up Bean and, like, kind of sets her back on the floor. And I would like it to be noted for the record, Theo is more upset about the board game pieces being disrupted and falling on the floor than his phone falling on the floor. <laughs> um, Amy, like, helps, like, gather a bunch of the game pieces and, like, puts them on the table in the incorrect spot. But she does try. (laughs) When she stands up, she's just kind of crestfallen and she just... (sighs) Nothing's going right today at all, is it? Oh. I'm going to go try to call my mom again just to let her know that Tess is back. And uh, yeah, I'll be back in a little bit. And uh, Amy excuses herself from the apartment and Bean stays behind with you. Um, And Sean, you can kind of feel the cat brushing against your leg under the table as you two reset this game. Yes, Bean. I was dragging in points. (laughs) Can I remove the cat forcibly? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Make a pull. (laughs) That is how cats be. Yeah. I will happily make a poll to remove this cat from my gaming sanctuary. <laughs> like, now Bean thinks you're playing, so, like, you'll go to, oh. Ah, it's fine. The cat's gone. Okay. Totally worth it. Oh, yeah. That was worth it. <laughs> but, yeah, so you, you're able to wrangle Bean into a corner, and you put her out through the little cat door and you've latch it closed so Bean can't get back in. Christine looks very confused. Just, like, there's so real? many little details that I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a house, but like I know that you're gonna like manipulate them into some like horrific thing in just like a couple episodes. And I'm just like you are This is a good horror podcast. <laughs> But yes, you have successfully removed Amy's cat from your apartment. Congratulations. Wow, you just ruined everything. My whole plan's hinged on that cat being in that room. Congratulations. Did they really? No. Oh. (laughs) Um, So you two reset the game, restart the battle with much less fanfare this time. Hey, uh, John, you okay? I know what Tess said was... It's really kind of, you know, shitty, but are you sure that you're still this mad after six months because of what she said? You sure it's not something else? It's like, I mean, that was shitty, and I'm still pissed at her about that, too, but like, also... Like, it's been six months, and not, not a peep, not a word. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? How are we supposed to come back from that? 
I mean, you can just, well, I don't want to say just, but you could, you could try. She's not going to have a way in, you know, if you don't give her one. Yeah, but, but why? Just so she can up and leave again whenever she feels like it? I guess I'm just, I just want to make sure that you're not putting some of your feelings, some of, frankly, all of our feelings at Claudia onto Tess, now that Tess is back. Like, what Claudia did fucking sucks and hurts a lot, but that's not Tess's fault. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like everyone's taken off. Whatever. If they want to be here, let them go. Uh, Sean, you know I'm not going anywhere, right? Oh. <laughs> oh, and Sean, as you look up, you have to, like, adjust your glasses, because you do wear glasses, um, to respond to Theo and really look at him in the eye. You feel being brushed against uh, your pant leg again. And then you remember Bean isn't in the room. And you what? feel something pull against your pant leg again. And this time, it yanks down. What? Make me a pull. What did I tell you? She's gonna uh, kill us. Just one? <laughs> just one. The this is one? in the house. Just one. She is going we looked to at kill a, us. We looked at a fucking photo, and that was two. <laughs> and now a demon <laughs> from hell is pulling us into the abyss. And that's I'm just sorry. one? What? Yeah. Alright, we did so, it. We're safe. We're not safe! None of us are safe! Sean, this thing that's yanking down on you, it's very strong, but you twist your ankle and you jerk yourself free and the momentum still topples you from your chair and you end up with your ass on the ground underneath the table and you see absolutely nothing. Except a couple scattered game pieces and Theo's phone that Bean had knocked off earlier. His phone was, like, right by your foot, and the screen is now cracked, but nothing else is under the table. And Theo, to you, it just looks like Sean was having a beautiful moment, and then I ate shit, so that's gonna be real weird. <laughs> hey, 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 Sean? Hey, hey, down there? Sean? <laughs> hey, buddy? Just because I say something nice doesn't mean you have to fall for me. <laughs> what? What? How did I... Was there the cat or... Cat? We put the cat away, remember? We took the cat out? Yeah, you're right. I guess I, I tripped or or the, 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 the chair folded or I, I, I don't know. Help me, help me up. You tripped sitting down. That's a new one. And I help him up. <laughs> I mean, hey, I fall upstairs. So, you know. You do. And... <laughs> As you're helping him up, uh, you see your phone. It's cracked, um, but it's cracked weird. Like, it's spiderwebs out from, like, the center, almost like something had fallen on it, like, dropping it off the table shouldn't have resulted in a crack like that. Um, but as you're doing that, you hear a knock at your apartment door, um, and, you know, you go and open it, and it's Amy, and she has a bag of cat treats in her hand. She's kind of shaking it. Bean is right behind her and she frowns and she's like, have Have you guys seen Ghost? And 
we thwack to Tess. You are in Lewis's apartment. He has offered to make you a spot of tea before, uh, almost as like a nightcap, before um, sending you off to bed. Um, Lewis's apartment is absolutely pristine. Everything is at 90 degree angles. Um, he gives you a mug that says, let me pull up my Lewis <laughs> mug machine. He, hand, he hands you a mug that says, uh, sweet tea pie and there's a little cartoon pie on it and then lewis uh himself has a party mug and it's a little teacup with a party hat on it and a balloon tied to the handle so much (laughs) and so he is making you some tea he's getting that warmed up and you have gone into the bathroom to just kind of like splash some water on your face to, you know, just clear your head after zoning out back in the dark room. How are you? Uh, how you doing? I'm just feeling like 17 different kinds of exhausted right now. It's been a long day. There's been some weird dynamics in the house. I'm really happy that Lewis is making me this cup of tea, but like, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you and me both, friend. <laughs> um, Lewis has like a uh, exclusively foaming hand soap policy <laughs> in his apartment. So you you use his fancy foaming hand soap. It's, it's like calm waters or some shit. Just kind of splash some water on your face and you look yourself in the mirror and you're just like, okay, it's fine. You're home. We'll figure it out. And as you go to leave... Something in the mirror catches your oh, eye. Oh, this is like my biggest fear as Christine. No. <laughs> and you see yourself in the mirror, but you look oh, no, different. No. Oh, ah. And not standing in front of you physically, but standing in front of your, like the reflected you <laughs> in the mirror is Claudia. <gasps> and what? she's brushing out her hair, which you remember to be, you know, bright blonde with just one streak mm-hmm. of color. And at, at this point, it's like traffic cone orange. She has a, like, a little kazoo sticking out of her pocket. She's exactly as you remember her. And she's laughing and you hear her and her voice sounds kind of like kind of tinny. She says... Oh, come on, you really don't like it? I thought Orange was really great with the song I was working on. I'm doing a lot of, like, guitar strings and... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look at the sink. I stained it. Do you think Amy will be mad? She won't. She won't make us lose our deposit, will she? And, Tess, you don't respond... Or at least you don't think you respond, but the you in the mirror responds... (laughs) how you remember responding in that moment when it happened. (laughs) And you watch yourself and hear yourself say, Oh my god, Claudia, you never learn. I am so bad at this. Can you, can you help me like dive the back of this part? I can't reach. Can you help me? And her eyes meet yours. And you don't remember it this way, but her eyes are profoundly sad. Tess... Can you, can you help me? Tess, why won't you help me? Make me a poll. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I am sorry. Okay. Oh, I, this, I, it, it's, you're going to do great and you're done. You're going to be fine. Okay. For the record, like you have literally just tapped into like, 
When I was a child, someone told me... When I was a young warthog. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, when I was a young boy, my father. (laughs) Oh, that would have been good too. But as I was saying, when I was a child, someone told me about the Bloody Mary myth. And like literally ever since, I've been afraid of like mirrors, Loki. So you have just like tapped into like a deep fear of mine. Totally rational. I'm so sorry. Very, very visceral reaction. Action that is happening right now. Anyway, let us continue. I have made a poll. So sorry. Okay. Wow. <laughs> they call it dread for a reason. Oh boy. <laughs> Tess, you are reliving this moment because you remember when this happened. Like it, it. This is something that you and Claudia shared. You know, like years ago when when Claudia first moved into the house with yeah. all of you guys when she was working on that song, and you. You remember it, but it feels different. Like Claudia, as she's repeating, just help me, come help me. Like she never, she didn't say it like that. And something in Claudia's face shifts. The color in her eyes fog over into a hazy white. And all of a sudden you feel Lewis has you by the shoulder and he's yanking you away from the mirror, which which doesn't make sense because you've been several feet away from the sink. But now you're so close that you see the fog, your breath made on it, and the, the mirror's cracked now, right where Claudia's face was, right where she was reaching out for you. It's cracked and Lewis is pulling you back and you're alone in the mirror again. Claudia's gone. And you stop humming. Lewis, Lewis, what is ha- what Lewis, is happening? Are Lewis, you okay? I, I said, Claudia was in the mirror. Her eyes went you weird. And- just, what? Holy did fuck. You, what did you do to my beer? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Are you bleeding? He, like, takes your hands oh, to God. see, like, if you're cut or anything. And you're not. You never touched it. Lewis. What the fuck, I Marissa? I'm, I think I'm hallucinating. And as you say that, you all hear a knock on Lewis's apartment door. And you all go to open it, and it opens, like, into the living room. And on the other side, you see Amy still holding her treat bag, and you see Sean and Theo, who she has recruited, um, to help look for this lost cat. She is looking really worried and looks even more worried when she sees your and Lewis's faces and... Sean and Theo, these two look fucking petrified. Amy's like, what's, what's going on? Have, have you guys seen Ghost? He didn't come up for dinner. Uh, poems? Wanna clue us in? What's going on? Yeah, I'd love to, but I, um, Amy, remember how we accidentally stained the sink orange that one time when we were dyeing Claudia's hair? You see Amy start fiddling with her bracelet again, almost like a nervous tick, and she's like, yeah, why? Um, I just saw that scene happen in the mirror in Lewis's bathroom. You, you, you what? Excuse me? I don't know. I, weird shit has been happening since I got back to this house. Um, I can't remember my coworker's name. Um, no one could remember that Claudia had just a stripe of her hair dyed. Earlier, there was something in the dark room, and now this, like, have you guys been seeing anything weird happening, or is this just happening to me? Uh, Sean ate shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, do you want to explain it, or you want me to do it? (laughs) I mean, 
I fell and it it seemed kind of weird, but I don't I don't know. It's not like a like Dude, a Dude, you were sitting like a program mirror were, or nothing. You were sitting in a chair and then the next second your ass was on the ground. You weren't even leaning in it or anything. And like as all of you were talking, Amy is like backed into the apartment. It looks like she's like going into like a panic attack almost. She's like, "Oh god. Oh no. Amy. Oh, no. Amy, oh, no. t- look oh, at me. No. Take a take a deep breath. What's going on?" And you all start to hear humming. Shit. Humming that gradually turns to singing. Sean and Theo, you have heard this before, but you can't remember where. It's that same thing when you were looking at that picture. It's this weird dissonance in your brain. And you all kind of look around at each other and you realize it's not coming from any of you. It's coming from off to the side. So in each of your apartments, your living rooms have this like big glass paned window, which is what all of you are standing in front of. And you all turn and outside you see that the world is dark under the storming sky and it turns the window into a reflective sheet of near black glass. And in that reflection, you all see Claudia. And it's not a memory this time. It's not like an imprint of the past superimposed on the present. You see her form almost like like she's standing on the other side of the window, at like, like a semi-solid reflection. And Claudia is singing. Though her lips don't move, the song buzzes inside your heads, and the notes almost form whispers. You watch as she puts a hand up against the glass of the window pane, her palm pressing against it. And she says, Let me out! Uh, I need everyone to make a pull. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what? It's not introductions, group pulls. This isn't an established you canon. You were all in the room and there's a thing happening. Okay! Who's, wait, who's pulling? That's me, baby! <laughs> oh god! Oh no! Oh, why'd you? Oh, sh- I'm so okay. glad that I went first. Uh, oh. <laughs> I may have some regrets about the cavalier nature <laughs> of the pulls this evening. No, don't. No, you don't. A little oh, bit. Oh, okay. I go last. Thank you very much. Yikes. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right here that balanced I go. it out a little bit. Oh. It's. <laughs> This is around when we lost Abbott. Oh, okay. All right, all right. You're all standing there, and it's like you're rooted like to the ground. Like this song, this melody gets louder, and it's thrumming inside all of your skulls. The whispers rise to a crescendo, and you all nearly lose yourself in them, in Claudia's white eyes. But at the last second, you all come to this realization and you catch yourself from moving forward. You'd all moved five steps forward. (laughs) Claudia's eyes didn't look like that. And at the same time you realize this, Amy grabs you one by one by the shoulder and is shaking you, dragging you back, and she's screaming, That's not Claudia! (gasps) And in the mirror, Claudia's expression darkens. The song and the whispers inside your head still like curling around like tendrils and she's screaming, let me out! Let me out! 
and she slams her fist against the window, uh, pushing against it until her hand passes through the glass. No! What? The window doesn't break. There's no hole. It just, like, slips through that barrier. What? First her hand, then her arm, then half of her face no, emerges how do, how do we, out no, of the mirror. No, I want to stop this. I break, uh, how do I do I what? shatter the mirror. I shatter the glass. It's funny that you mention that because where she's pushing through, where her arm is coming through, the window begins to crack. Spider webbing splinters that run down the length of the window, very similar to what you saw on Theo's phone as she's dragging herself out of it, reaching desperately for all of you. Does that change what you would like to do? Uh, no. (laughs) I don't think so. So you're going closer to the window? No, here? I'm not yeah? going closer to the anything. Yeah? I'm getting. I'm finding something heavy to with which to smash. Okay. There's mugs everywhere. Does Lewis have an iron teapot? Uh, he has a stainless steel teapot. That'll do. Yeet it at the okay. window. Hey, make me a pull. Oh my gosh. Can I guess a stainless steel teapot can break a window? Probably if you're desperate enough. Oh. Nicely done. Yeah, so Theo, you grab it and you football chuck it at a window, which is very impressive because I don't think Theo has ever played competitive sports in his fucking life. Board games are a competitive sport. (laughs) But so you, you hurl it at the window and it shatters into like giant chunks of glass, some of which fall outside of the house, some of which fall just inside the window pane. And Amy is screaming. Lewis is like hyperventilating as, and the Claudia's visage as the mirror shatters, disappears. And then you see it out of this giant hunk of glass on the floor. She starts to reach out of oh, no. and that one starts to crack and splinter as she is pulling herself oh out. Oh my god! And Amy is screaming, "We gotta go! Come on, let's go! Let's go! Let's go!" And she's trying, trying to like drag you all out of this apartment. Yep. Let's uh, let's do that. Hallway now. Yeah. Let's go. Let's leave. Bye. Yeah, so Sean, Theo, Tess, you all bolt for the front door and rush out of Lewis's apartment. Lewis is right behind you, but he takes a moment to grab one of his cameras that was sitting on, like, an end table. Uh, Amy is waiting right behind the door, and as soon as you guys are out, she slams it shut and brings you up the stairs further away from those foyer windows outside that are also reflective black. And uh, Amy is like, Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Okay, okay. I can't fix it. So my God. Amy, what the hell is going on? I I just I I can fix you it. You got to tell us what's it. going on first. Then fix it right now. I I I just I have to call just stay away from the windows. I can, I, I can fix it, okay? She turns and she bolts. She runs upstairs towards her loft apartment and you see her taking out her phone. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Uh y- yeah, what the fuck? We we run after her. So you guys all run after Amy, Lewis included, and she slams the door on you, and then you hear it lock. And uh, then, God, point of order. I can pick locks. Yeah, you can. Do you want to? <gasps> do you want to break out that cool skill oh, that you've been withholding shit. this whole time? I mean, there hasn't been a locked door this whole time until right now. Yeah. What do you use for your lock picking? I have a. Do you have a set? Yeah, I have a lock picking set. I think Theo would have invested in in the full set that I just keep in my pocket at all times. Why? Because it's his house. It's an everyday carry item. <laughs> no, because I I keep forgetting my house key, and I keep getting locked outside the house. 
and instead of <laughs> you forget your house key, but you totally remember your lock picking kit. Well, my lock picking kit is a lot bigger, so it's a lot harder to lose. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I will require. Oh, hell yeah! You gave him this skill, and you're not going to let him use it freely. Because he's uh, under duress. That's fair. If this was like a chill, you if know, this was a chill Tuesday. This is not a chill Tuesday. This is a a, a, yeah, a, a spicy like Tuesday. Spicy Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. So you pull out this lock picking set that you have, and Tess, I think this is a skill that he acquired during your stay in Brighton. So this is kind of wild <laughs> in so many ways, um, and. As you're you're fumbling with this lock, um, you can hear that electronic like buzzing um, as the phone Amy has dialed is ringing and no one is picking up. And at the exact moment that you get this lock undone, you hear a click. You hear Amy scream. The door is thrown open. It cracks against the hinges as you fling it aside. And the three of you are struck still with horror. Amy's phone is on the ground where she dropped it, and Amy is also on the ground, clawing at the hardwood floor to reach the doorway and to reach all of you, (gasps) but she is being pulled back and pulled down by Claudia? What you're seeing, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's just her torso tapering up and out of the reflective surface of her phone screen. She has a fistful of Amy's hair in one hand and another arm clamped around her waist as she's dragging her down and into this phone. And as you look at this, its its neck snaps up to look at you and its form grows fuzzy and its facade drops. This thing that's been haunting you it's it's like true form not like the the claudia skin it was wearing you could almost still call it human it has the four limbs right at least and the rest of its proportions are all vaguely reminiscent of a person but its nose is just a bit too small its mouth offset the eyes wide and lidless no its fingers seem too slim too long and a long dark mane of hair frames its face and it is shrouded in grayscale there is no color in its limbs in its face everything about it is pallid and sickly and corpse gray and there's like a strange haziness about this thing like it's stuck somewhere between mist and material this close you can see that its form is doubled tripled is made of nothing but after images undulating and weaving behind and through and around one another like a leaking watercolor except its eyes those remain still always still and now they are white hot voids burning into you oh no amy is screaming looking at you with the purest fear that you've ever seen like the window before her phone screen is cracking and shattering as this thing is manifesting through it i kicked the phone away Oh, so you're going up to it? Uh, very quickly. And I use all of my, uh, my little league preschool soccer prowess to kick (laughs) the phone. Um, is there anything I can throw at it? Uh, you're in the hallway, so I'm sure one of you has some, like, cool welcome decor signs, perhaps? Coat rack or something, maybe? 
Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. There's a coat rack at the top of the stairs. <laughs> Congratulations. Here we go. Yeet. All right, so... Sean, you throw this coat rack at Amy and this figure, and I need you to make me a pull. No, at the figure, not at Amy. We <laughs> They're like kind of a just blo- like she is on top of Amy <laughs> at this point. If you don't want, if you don't care about hitting Amy, you don't have to make a pull. I will make your pull. All right, Whoa! excellent. Oh-ho-ho. Spicy. Dun 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 dun. Uh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> You aim perfectly, Sean. You bring this coat rack down through its lower back, but you watch in horror as its form, almost like this thing is made of water, the coat rack passes through it and clangs against the floor. Oh, crap. While that is happening, uh, Theo, you, like, slide in baseball style and try to kick the phone away. Um, As you do, the second you get close to it, one of the thing's hands that was grabbing Amy's hair latches onto your shirt and oh, tries no. to pull you down. Make me a pull. Uh, okay. This tower is so top heavy. Ooh. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. These pulls. So yeah, it has you by the shirt. It yanks you down, but you keep your footing and you are able to steady yourself and you're able to kick the phone, but not as far as you could it gets stuck it bounces off the coat rack so it had Amy by like the hair and like now it has Amy by like the waist and you watch as it like coils its hands around her legs is it still grabbing my my shirt no it let go of you and it's just focused on Amy I feel like Tess would like lunge for Amy and like try to pull her away like from this thing and Tess you are grabbing Amy's hands you are Pulling her, you can feel like her tendons stretching against Ugh. the strength of this thing. It is so strong. And as you're doing that, you feel yourself start to lose this tug of war, and you holding on to Amy start to inch closer to the phone as well. Oh, God. The thing is now about like chest deep into the phone, and Amy's feet are starting to get tugged in. No. Make me a pull. Okay. <sighs> Is there anything I can do? I want to try to, like, smash the phone. Like, is there anything I could, like, gr- within reach to, like, grab and, like, try to, you know? Um, the coat rack is still right there, so you can try to, like, lift it up and smoosh. Okay. Like, I know Christine has to resolve her 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 biz first. You're you're in the queue. Ugh. Oh, okay. nice, 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 <laughs> nice, 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 nice. So, Tess, you yank Amy out of the mirror a little bit. You get her feet out and then you see the hold this thing has on her starting to slip. And all of you are kind of stunned as a flash illuminates the room. You see Lewis standing there with his camera and this thing recoils from it. <gasps> you, you, It kind of like shudders and shivers and twitches and its form falls apart a little bit and you're able to rip Amy free and drag her across the room. However, this thing almost immediately reforms and goes for its next closest target. Hi, Theo. Please make me two pulls. Oh, no, Theo! As this thing reaches out and grabs you by the collar of your shirt. and I slip out of my shirt because I don't care. (laughs) Am I still hitting it? Can I still, like, bash the phone case? I still want to bash the phone. Yes, this counts for both things that you want to do. All right. Uh, uh, uh. 
<laughs> That's fine. All right. Is it though? Are we fine? What is oh. fine? Don't. Okay. Okay. Through the most acrobatic bullshit anyone has ever seen this side of the, like, fucking river. I don't know what river. doesn't matter. You're able to, like, slip out of your shirt and, like, this thing is, like, pulling it down. It, like, it's momentum. It was pulling you so hard. The shirt zips into the phone behind it. And just as it does, you bring this coat rack down on the phone, shattering it, smashing the screen into bits of glass. And you keep pounding it and slamming it until it's just a dust. Oops. And the room falls quiet. For now, it seems, the oddity is gone. And you see Amy's phone, like, the screen is fucked, just, like, 100%. You you see it, like, try to light up, like someone is, is calling it, but it, it doesn't really function anymore, so it just plays, like, the saddest jingle. And Amy looks at it, and she has, like, hope. And relief in her eyes. And you all start to hear from the bottom of the stairs a jingle of keys. And you hear your front door opening. No, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Absolutely fuck that. And Amy, without a word, just gets up and starts bolting to the front door. Amy, Bitch, get back here. And you, Scooby-Doo style again, I guess, follow (laughs) Amy. And you're all on the stairs as you see... Amy, embrace the person who comes in the door. It's a woman you've all interacted with plenty of times before. She's tall with a striking mop of curly hair. She's drenched with rain and is lugging a beat-up suitcase in one hand and clutching her phone that she has been using to call Amy in the other. And beneath her raincoat, you see that she's wearing a black blazer and a bright gold dress shirt with a name tag, Captain Marigold. And beneath it, the letters O-R-C-S. But this isn't the logo that you'd seen for the Organization for Realtors and Co-Housing Systems. This one is different. Oh, is it? And that name, Marigold, isn't one you'd ever heard associated with Ms. Crane, your landlord and Amy's mom. You barely recognize her, and you certainly don't recognize the outright panic in her eyes. She looks up at all of you, awkwardly like clears her throat and says, Hi. Amy said there was a leak. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what? This episode of our podcast brought to you by Windows. Fuck them. All Windows are bad now. Thank you, Marissa. This is a Mac podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Dread and Breakfast. I know this episode was kind of a lot, but I promise it's going somewhere. Bob, Christine, and Jacob all crushed it with this story, and the next couple episodes are a wild ride, so I hope you enjoy them. In the meantime, we'd like to thank Eli Schneider for our theme song and original music. You can find him and his band, Open Doors, on Spotify. We'd also like to thank our friend, He Who Must Not Be Credited, for composing the original melody that we've all been humming this episode. Additional audio is credited in the episode notes. Our friend Emily is the mastermind behind this story's amazing episode art. You can find links to more of her work on our website, dnbpod.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at dnbpod or find us on Twitter at dreadandbfast. 
And if you like the show, be sure to give us a quick rating and review on whatever podcast app you're using. And also tell a friend about us so you can both scream about all the crazy shit that happened this episode. Thank you again so, so much for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks for the next part of the story.